0: So it's really just about making your life simpler, letting go of the annoyances in your everyday life, and letting go of the, the excess that weighs you down so that you can cross off more things off your bucket list.
1: Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now, let's start crossing it off together. Do you have anything on your bucket list that's to learn a new skill? It could be anything. It could be playing disc golf or learning to play the ukulele or learning to cook Thai food. These are some of the greatest things that you can have on your bucket list because they last much longer than just a FOMO trip that you've taken some exotic location and posted pictures of it on Instagram. Our bucket list storyteller today has done just that. She learned a skill to reorder her life and it's paid off in spades and now she's helping others do the same. Let's learn what she did and how it impacted her so much. Let's start crossing it off. I'd like to welcome this episode's bucket list storyteller, Susie Sandoval, to the show. She described herself as inspiring, daring, compelling, and legendary. Susie, thanks for coming on the show.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Roger. Great to be here.
1: Yes, yeah, this is going to be fun. So tell our listeners, what did you cross off your list?
0: Becoming a minimalist.
1: Okay. There needs to be some explanation first about (laughs) what is a minimalist. If you were to describe it to someone, what's your version of that?
0: I love that question uh, because there's a lot of misconception Mm -hmm. of what it is. Um, So the heart of minimalism is this, you prioritize your needs over your wants in -hmm. life. And when you're able, um, it can be a challenging process to even learn how to identify your needs. I I don't mean basic needs, I mean core inner needs. When those are met, minimalism can be a high quality experience of life.
1: And so what does that look like for you? What What are some of the things that are your needs that you found in this process? And we'll talk about the process in a little bit, but describe what minimalism looks like in your life.
0: Yeah. So I'll share with you a recent kind of project. So I'm I'm an organizer. I've been in business for over 10 years uh, organizing. I became a minimalist through the process of working with my clients clutter. I saw how it was weighing them down. Mm. I saw how it was taking them away from living their most joyful life. Um, and it affected me. It impacted me, and it inspired me. And so, I had the natural ability to organize and create spaces that are functional. But my relationship with clutter is really what inspired the minimalism. So, for example, um, I'm living in a small space right now, and. I could have the experience of complaining. There's not enough room. There's not enough room for my stuff. I don't have enough space here. Uh, But that's not how I look at spaces. I look at spaces on how can I make the best use of this space? How can I maximize it in a way that's going to meet all of my needs? So recently, I have shifted my eating lifestyle. I can't have dairy. I just can't. (laughs) My body won't do it anymore. So it forced me to have a different relationship with food because cheese was my thing. Cheese and pizza was on everything. So it really, really changed my relationship with food. It wasn't just about eating because I love the food. It really had to be like food had to become medicine for me. So I started just eating a lot more fruits and vegetables. And then I started like, for me, I can't give up taste or texture or anything. Like I can't make myself eat something I don't like. That's not. not. So um, I was like, okay, well, I'm shifting this lifestyle to eat more fruits and vegetables. I started doing more reach search and figuring out the kind of things, what kind of dishes do I want? What kind of snacks do I like? What kind of food, everything, right? So once I figured that all out, I was able to get to the basics and I got mason jars for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love mason jars because I'm a visual. I need to be able to see everything. Right. So in my kitchen now, I literally... Because um, I was able to identify my needs and knowing that if I have food that is junk food, so to speak, um, I'm going to eat it. If it's in my fridge, I'm, I'm going to eat it. And so I had to really come up with replacements. There used to be a book called This or That, and it used to be like fast foods, and then it would have replacements. So I think with this lifestyle of shifting, eating healthier, more fruits and vegetables, basically, um, I was able to uh, create some basics of what I eat on a regular basis, but the basic ingredients that gave me a lot of different options. For example, um, I have a salad bar that's also an acai bowl bar and a smoothie bar and a um, a tea bar and um just like I call it that because it's an all-in-one so like literally I feel like the the ninja chef if I want to make something (laughs) I can see everything so I'm inspired and everything's simple like it's not a lot of pre-planning most of the stuff is chopped and cut off and pre-planned so I'm just grabbing and shaking here and putting a little here and there and it's lovely and it's the tiniest space And yet I get so much out of it. I get to make what I call love on my plates and it meets the need of um, having – quick and simple ways of eating making good choices that are going to feed me well and give me the energy that i need because that was another thing i needed energy um you know when you're when you're in this modern world um keeping our energy up is a thing getting enough good sleep getting enough exercise just those basics can be challenging um so why not create a space that lets go of the clutter and really gets to the core of what it is that that how that space can best support us
1: For me, when I first started looking at minimalism, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not a hoarder, but I I am a collector. I grew up with parents that collected stuff. My siblings collected things. And I have a comic book collection. And I have 1,200 comic books. And so part of that for me was paring that down from having a whole bunch of stuff to saying, okay, I'm only going to collect this certain book. And so I have all, I have almost all of them except four from 1956 to current. And uh, so so that was my way of becoming, I still have like four huge boxes of (laughs) 1200 comic books, but I don't have 14 boxes (laughs) of 300 comic books in them. Is that minimalist to you?
0: Yeah. So again, it's, um, it's really going after like what your needs are. And also, um, you know, I think what you'll find interesting is, do you want to know what clutter actually is? I actually yeah. discovered what clutter is. So let's, talk, let's define what clutter actually is. I did a lot of research on this because when I started working with my clients, we'd go dive into the clutter and declutter. And then a couple months later, it'd come back and it repeat. And I'm like, no, I'm not in the business of the clutter keep coming back. I'm the <laughs> you know? We got more spaces to do here. Come on. And so I ended up interviewing my clients and I interviewed a lot of successful people in my life. And I said, what does clutter mean to you? And how's it affecting your life? And um, it was really fascinating, the varied answers that I got. And through that research, I discovered not only what clutter is, I discovered there's seven types of clutter. Mm. So clutter, bum, 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 bum is anything that blocks your flow in life and the joy in you. It's that simple.
1: Yeah, I so love now,
0: it. Right? So now when you feel your collection, does it bring you joy? Oh, yeah right does it contribute to the flow in your life right it might inspire you inspire creativity then you're in alignment when we're in alignment like that then that's when we're experiencing that flow that ease um people places things come into our life naturally so yeah the it's not about this um the stuff however I, I like to just for perspective say if you look at everything you have add a minute of time and add a dollar to it because on some level it's costing you money and time by having something that is a distraction that's not contributing to either your present life or your life moving forward. So of course there's a lot of tools and stuff um, and that's with the organized Zen my business that I, that I work with clients but getting back to your collection is yeah there's a lot of misperception and I think a lot of shame that's unnecessary um, so when you can read redefine clutter like that, I think it's very empowering. And and that's one of the things I've learned about clutter is um I'm like, show me your clutter. Cause like, I don't look at it the same way as people look at it. I'm like, show it to me because it's a catalyst for positive change and transformation. That's my perspective of where I'm coming from. So it's really just about making your life simpler, letting go of the annoyances in your everyday life and letting go of the, the excess that weighs you down so that you can cross off more things off your bucket list. You can mm-hmm. stay focused and consistent. You're not getting overwhelmed, drained or distracted.
1: Yeah, I, I get the question all the time. How do you go and travel and do all this stuff and it's like, I don't buy things, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't buy in a lot of excess stuff. I don't have a lot of excess n- needs, you know, whether it's clothing or shoes or, you know, just stuff for the house or whatever it is. I really don't have a whole lot of other things that I consume so that I can have those experiences. And I think that that's part of being a minimalist is just being able to say okay I've got space or margin that's the the term I used to use a lot is you know pages on a piece of paper have margins around them and they're there for um, people to make comments and notes and and make corrections and revisions and additions and if you constantly working all the way past the margins to the edge of the paper you have no room for that and so that's what I feel like you know my I'd like to live my life is some way that I have I have margin and so many times you hear stories of people that just don't, whether it's time, whether it's stuff, whether it's money, whatever it is, there's no margin.
0: You're hitting totally on the essence of minimalism, which is what I teach. So yeah, when I first was in uh, started my business, I'm an organizer. People would run. Literally, some <laughs> of my friends' parents would not let me in their house. I'm like, no okay, it's gonna be right. So, um, so it took me a while with my marketing to get to to not like freak people out, right? Um, shut them down completely. And so really, uh, what is real true to to this process of minimalism is it's about creating space for the new. and it's about creating space for you. But a lot of people, um, the you is it's self-discovery process. Mm -hmm. So um, that's where uh, needs and wants come in. And that's where you were touching a little bit. Yes, so there are seven types of clutter. One of them is time clutter. Mm. One of them is the very, they're all in order on my website, by the way, and they're in order of difficulty to let go of clutter. So the very first one is vision. And this is a creative block. It's a block for creative people. If you don't have a vision for where you're going, you're not going to be able to keep start a momentum or keep it, and you're not going to be able to be consistent, right? You're going to get distracted very easily. When you have a mission, we have a vision, when you have something that's compelling you, um, there's something internally that drives you that's greater than yourself that, um, that you can tap into that's this effortless flow. You'll hear me say flow a lot because, again, it's connected to clutter, and it's also connected with what feng shui teaches. Feng shui broken down, wind and water, if you think of the elements wind and water, it's very powerful what when and water can do. Um, So in our spaces, you know, bringing that positive flow of energy, it's very powerful what wind can do. It's powerful what a plant can do in a space. We don't really look at our spaces energetically. And that's actually as I've gotten um, older and and more deeper into my own work and uh, my life work, you know, I look at spaces now energetically. So clutter's heavy. Clutter's heavy. It's weighty. When you have it on the floor, it feels, and when you walk in a room, you could feel it. When it's on horizontal services, like your desk or your dresser, and there's no open space, there's no margin, like you said, it not only now does it feel weighty, when you feel like that, you start feeling claustrophobic or tight you start getting frustrated and angry and these emotions start spewing out at the people you love because chances are they're all around you so if you've got kids or you have a partner so a lot of how it started with this minimalism process and what I was witnessing with my clients is um I had a lot of healing to do um trauma-wise in my own journey of healing home and family so when I was going into the homes um I really wanted to. I really saw the opportunity to make chores easier. I don't even actually use the word chores. I I switch the words because words have power. So when I work with families, I say they're family contributions. They're not chores. No one wants to do chores. Kids don't want to do chores. Adults want to do chores. Let's reframe this so that we're not creating a a house that has all these tight rules and it has to look perfect and this and that. And you know, we say we're a minimalist and we're going to be a minimalist, but maybe not. everybody wants to be a minimalist, you know? I mean come on, a house is a shared communal space really when it's when you with when someone else besides yourself. So in a shared space, everyone needs their own margin. They need their own place. Um, because what I see in a lot of homes is they don't have those margins and then they start getting entangled in other people's clutter. And then you can't, then, then, then that is really a manifestation in the life. You don't know what's your emotions, what's your thoughts, what's there. Do you see it all connects?
1: Find the resource that fits your need, so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show.
0: So yeah, so why not? That's painful. That is a. <laughs> that's not a joyful life. Um, a joyful life um, really is this self discovery process and decluttering is of, I, I, I make it fun. So for me, it's playful mm-hmm. and fun. So that's what my clients like. We use, we use the art of psychology and color. How fun is that? Let's bring color into our spaces. Let's bring intention into our spaces. Um, You know, the other, just the other day I was in um uh, my client's bedroom. She was showing me her bedroom and she's wanting to manifest a, a romantic relationship. And there's this bl- big blank space in our wall. Remember I mentioned vision mm-hmm. is the first freedom to have. I'm like, honey, you need an inspiring picture of a couple or something here. There's nothing here. There's, it was blank in her bedroom. It reflected nothing. Your office. Have, have things in your office that reflect your accomplishments. So when you're having a really tough day, you can remember. You have some energy in there that cues you in into who you truly are, not the circumstances of what's happening to you in that day. Our spaces are really, really invaluable to supporting our highest potential selves.
1: So you've definitely, you know, gravitated towards this this lifestyle and especially as it pertains to your business. But let's talk about Susie. How did Susie respond and what are some of the things Susie did for to get um herself and her life to that point of being able to say, Yes, I'm a minimalist?
0: Yeah. So this is really interesting. Um I, when I started my business, I was in transition of leaving corporate and started my own business and I owned my own condo. So I started going through this process where I put my condo on the market. So I would get a bite, um, you know, someone, I'd get an offer on, on the home and I'd start the process. So I'd start going through my stuff and selling it and decluttering it, right? And then it would fall through. Mm. And this happened like over the period of about three years, um, like three times. So that was like a layered process of decluttering. Granted, I didn't have a lot of clutter, but I was transforming my life. I was letting go of a corporate lifestyle that was very monetarily secure, but it, I had an emptiness in my heart and I didn't know what that was about. And I knew that I needed more life balance because I knew I was becoming a workaholic and I was suffering in my personal life. So that's why Organize Zen was created because it was more about creating work-life harmony for myself um, and, um, and de-stressing. I didn't want to live a stress- life. I was starting to learn with clutter um, that stress is actually not necessary. You know, there's pain in life and there is stress, but there's also the suffering that we create. So I was starting to go through that own. It was kind of crazy as I was decluttering my outer. Like I said, the inner and the outer work together. I was. I was shedding par- old parts of myself. I was shedding the Type A personality. I was shedding the um, the controlling part of me. Like I said, the workaholism part of me. Mm-hmm. I was letting go of a lot of these addictions or habits that were not serving me. As I was realizing the clutter that was representing my past that was no longer serving me. So my clothes were even changing. The, the clothes that I was wearing. As you, as we discover more of ourselves, you know. Okay, I'll get into the needs and wants here because this is an. Important aspect of minimalism. So needs, I say, are non-negotiable, and wants are endless temptations to help you discover who you are and who you're not. So, for example, for me, um, if I want something, um, it may say something about me in that moment. Like I want to go on a trip, or I want to go buy this um, stereo or whatever. Right? It just it says a lot about about me. But what if I can't get it in that moment? that shows more about my character mm-hmm. um, when I can't get something that I want than when I always can get something what I want. So now we're starting to create some some awareness here um, of do I really want this, right? Because if you can get everything you want, you don't really have that awareness. So starting to have the awareness of do, do I want this? Do I need it? Is this um, filling a hole within myself? Or is it something that's like contributing that's going to make – um this expansive in my life in a positive way. So yeah, I mean my whole life transform has transform been transforming um through the minimalism process, but I would say the core 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 of it um is redefining home for me, what home means, what it feels like and what success and work all of it, what it all just redefining everything, redefining myself as well.
1: When we do that in life a lot of times at a, at a big level, right? I mean, you, you're totally, if you're embracing a new lifestyle, whether it be a bucket list lifestyle or a minimalist lifestyle, the people around us don't know who we are anymore. Yeah. Did you, did you find that? And how were those conversations with people that were close to you as you were reorganizing your life around this lifestyle? I how did people respond question. to you?
0: Uh, I, that really gets me in my heart cause that's, um, podcast number two, um, because that mm-hmm. led to me, um, and to, to summarize that, um, it led to me, um, I had suicidal most, uh, mindset most of my life. It led me to, um, complete isolation and it led me, um, to not, um, it led me to developing, um, A lot of what I teach today is how to have a best friend relationship with yourself when your needs can't get met from Mm. your relationships outside of you. That's kind of the simplest way to say that.
1: And so what, like, if you were to look back, I know this has affected your business. It's affected your life, but is there one thing that you can say, ultimately, this is now who Susie is and how I transformed my life through this of crossing this off? Well, what does that look like?
0: Um, the ultimate, what I call my Zen mastery, <laughs> I literally have a name for it, test in my own, you know, our work, our life work is also personal. It's a connected, mm-hmm. there's no separation. So um, my ultimate Zen mastery was, um, I did feel so isolated. I felt um, like no one understood me. And um, I said, F it, I am going to Um, find a new home. I don't know where that is. I'm going to pack up my stuff in my car and I'm only going to bring with me everything that will fit in my car. Hmm. And I literally started to drive across the United States and um, I gave myself 90 days, um, which is a joke because I have about three books to write about it now. (laughs) It's um, almost six and a half years later. And I'm finally, finally finding the home that I've been decluttering and searching for all along. And I'm in Lake Arrowhead now. So I moved out of Portland, Oregon, and I moved to Lake Arrowhead. But, well, I did – it did, it wasn't – no. I moved out of Lake, uh, Portland, and I, I didn't know I, – I literally – like, I lived out of my car. I was car camping. I was house-sitting, pet-sitting. Like I said, it's another – that's another episode. But <laughs> – Um, The isolation was really hard. It was, it was an excruciating, something I share with my clients a lot, because I'm very upfront with this process. Um, You will let go um, of things you love and it will be heartbreaking because you're making space for something you don't know. And um, it takes a process, a leap of faith. It really does. And if you don't do it, then you stay stuck in the quality of life that you accept for yourself.
1: And if you were sitting having a coffee with someone and describing all this to them and they said, "Oh, I I think I'd like to take on a minimalist lifestyle. What's like the the first thing that you would say, oh, if you're going to do this, you've got to start by doing what?"
0: Damn, that's a good question. Woo. Um, let's see here. First of all, I would say, "Why do you want to become a minimalist? Mm-hmm. Like what what's driving that?" Because there's going to be a lot from that. So um what's inspiring that is it are you wanting to make like a a professional or personal change in your life are you wanting to are you sick of the clutter because the pain is too much to have it in your life so you need again I'm looking for inspiration number one you need to find your inspiration for why it is that you're doing it because it's such a difficult process I would literally write down why it is you're doing it because all the times that you're going to be challenged you're going to want to look back on that list because you're you're going to forget and I would also say take before pictures and after pictures Because you need to keep um, a lot of times when I work with clients, the first thing we have to do is figure out the space. That's the number one thing. What's your number one space or project? And a lot of people get stuck on that. So that's, you know, that's where I'm here to help. But what I do recommend is either looking at a space um, like your bedroom, um, which reflects um, the space where you have a relationship with yourself, or maybe you're wanting to make changes in your office space. Those are the two kind of quick um like most prominent ones, or even the kitchen if someone wants to change their lifestyle, right? Those are kind of the three popular ones. So pick out your priority space um, and um and begin assessing how you wanna use that space. And um and again, like I said, why it is that you wanna do this. Um, yeah yeah and there's a lot of inspiration and I'm here as a support because it's it's not an easy process it's not for the faint of heart but it's 100% worth it as you, as you know in your journey too
1: yeah, yeah I think that's great advice uh, that's my number one thing too is I ask people why do you want to have a bucket list what and the the goal in that is to say well, this can be your intention right mm-hmm. not just no, you know, not just the reason why, but using it as your intention. For me, it's community. Like most of the things on my bucket list surround some type of community aspect to it. And that's what drives it. And once I set that intention, I was, it was very easy for me to create the list. Like you said, find which is priority and then cross things off of it based on that intention. So I, I love that advice. It fits great. Susie, what's something else that you have in your bucket list that you like to cross off?
0: well now that i am claiming lake arrowhead as my new home which is very recent we just um um experienced a record-breaking worst um snowstorm in like over 30 years and um tail uh, piggy tailing off what you just said i realized this was home because this community i witnessed heroic people i witnessed people um, in a situation, um, a terrible situation. And so I too am very inspired by community. And so I'm super thrilled. I'm totally, this came out of like left field, like last week. Um, and I'm just 100%. Um, I set intentions with my, not only personally, but with my community, my Zen friends, I call them. And we were on the intention. I teach the seven energies of Zen. That's how we overcome clutter, by the way. We work with the positive energies to let go of the negative. So the seven energies of Zen, it's, a, it's also free access on my website, free work sources but we're in the energy of empowerment. Empowerment is all about taking inspired action despite your fear. It's like totally mustering up that courage energy. So um, so I am um, I'm becoming uh, a drum circle facilitator for the community. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And will that be an ongoing thing or is this yeah. for like yes. a one time?
0: Yeah, it's a new beginning. This is a new beginning. I've been doing sound healing. Um, so to... What I realized with, again, with the clutter and stuff is it's so stressful for people. Um, Then the clutter was the external that I realized with my clients, it was more effective to work with their inner clutter. And then the outer clutter was so easy to let go Mm -hmm. of because they were having the inner breakthroughs. And so the sound healing, I use seven crystal bowls. I use chimes, I use a shamanic drum. We just, all you have to do is lie down and I teach you how to breathe and imagine some great things. You relax and you declutter your insides. How about that? Yeah. Now the, heart, the drum circle is a whole nother level. So the sound healings get you in a dreamlike state, whereas the drum circle is gonna bring us together as community and we're gonna amplify all the energy. And the cool thing is it, um, is all about unifying our heartbeats that's my intention through the drum and the rhythm and the beat so we're going to unify our heartbeats and for all the things that we can't express through words we're going to find our rhythm and beat it out how about that
1: that's awesome <laughs> that's so cool if, if people haven't done a sound bath before i highly recommend it it's it's a it's a pretty cool thing Susie, thank you for being here where can folks connect with you online or other places to whether it's for the organizing or anything else you've got going on?
0: Yeah. Um, so I have free resources on my free resources on my website. As I mentioned, my ebook, uh, seven freedoms from clutter. You can also learn about, um, the seven energies of Zen for harmonious living. Uh, you can, the easiest way right now is, um, dot Sandoval.com.
1: Awesome. Yeah great. I will put that in the show notes uh, so that everyone can get to it really quickly. Susie, thank you so much for being here and sharing your journey of becoming a minimalist. I, I think it's awesome. I'm sure people are going to get a lot out of this and I wish you the best of luck in your drum circle.
0: Thank you. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to you so much for having me. Pleasure to be here.